Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. And the darkness comprehended it not. I want to use those last few words as my title here this afternoon. I simply want to preach from this subject, the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness comprehended it not. When you read the different gospel accounts, whether it be Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, you find that each writer introduces Jesus in his own particular way. By inspiration of the Holy Ghost, led and directed to write about different facets and peculiarities of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And perhaps each one of them is just a little bit different. This is because each of them had a different audience. They had a different assignment. For instance, Matthew is writing primarily to a Jewish audience, and so he endeavors to prove the validity of Jesus as the Messiah by using genealogy. As you know, the Jews were very heavy on the use of genealogy and very knowledgeable of genealogy, and still to this day use genealogy to prove theological points And he uses this along with quoting Old Testament prophets. He goes all the way back through David up through to Abraham to give the lintage of Jesus Christ. Mark, on the other hand, is writing primarily to a Roman audience. And he endeavors to prove that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior by writing about his great acts and his miracles. Matter of fact, I I like to refer to the Gospel of Mark as being the action writer. If you had to choose the most entertaining, perhaps, and if you want to read about miracles and the power of Jesus Christ in his earthly ministry, you would refer to the shortest of the Gospels, the Gospel of Mark. Luke is writing primarily to the Greek audience, and he gives more details around the birth of Jesus Christ. But the Gospel of John is totally different. In fact, the first three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are what we call the synoptic Gospels, but John stands alone. He stands by himself and is totally different than the first three. His assignment is to establish the identity of Jesus as God. He doesn't deal with genealogy. He doesn't write about Jesus' connection to David or Abraham. But he starts in the beginning, the very beginning at creation to introduce Jesus Christ. He writes, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. Because we understand that this resonates 
It helps us to understand more clearly that from creation, how that this story of redemption begins. And it shows us from page 1, chapter 1, verse 1 of your Bible that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. John is saying the very one that spoke the worlds into existence is before you robed in flesh. He is manifest in the flesh. And then in verse 5 it says, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. Reminds us of the first act of creation in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 when God begins it all and it goes on and says that the Lord spoke, let there be light. And without pause it continues and says, and there was light. God's first recorded act was to deal, in other words, with the darkness. And when darkness covered the face of the earth, God stepped out and says, darkness is not my will. Darkness is not what I have intended. So the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to deal with the darkness. And that's really what happens when someone first has an experience with God personally. He dispels the darkness of sin. And the light of salvation comes into an individual's life. 1 Peter chapter number 2 and verse 9, He who hath called us out of darkness into this marvelous light. And then I like this passage of Scripture in Psalms 27 and 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life and of whom shall I be afraid? The first four verses here of the Gospel of John chapter 1 is written in past tense. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. So the first four verses here are written in the past tense. So it implies here that darkness has the propensity to come back, to creep back in after it's been dispelled, after it's been dealt with. Here it shows that darkness was dealt with, but it doesn't take a theologian to recognize the fact that darkness has a way of coming back. Darkness has a way of reemerging. I have good news and bad news to report to you. The bad news first, even though God dealt with darkness at creation, it still has to be dealt with today. It has to be dealt with in our individual lives. Darkness may have been defeated, but it was not destroyed. Darkness has a way of reemerging. It has a way of reappearing in the lives of people. From the murderous mayhem of the Roman Empire until uh, maybe recent history of the pioneering days of Pentecost, 
and how that it was persecuted. Darkness has a way of coming back, and that is the bad news. But there is also good news to report tonight. Notice the transition of tenses that takes place from verse 4 to verse 5. And the light shineth, the light shineth in darkness. Shineth is present tense. Light continues to penetrate the darkness. It was dealt with in creation. It has been dealt with throughout the Word of God. It has been dealt with in recent past, and it's still being dealt with today. God is still a healer. God is still a deliverer. God is still setting the captive free. God is still saving the lost. God is still in filling people's lives with the Holy Ghost. God is still giving revival to the church. And I'm so thankful that I can report these things, that the light shineth in darkness. In Colossians chapter number 1, verses 12 through 14, I like these verses of Scripture. It says, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. You've come too late to tell me that darkness, a man, is going to continue and is going to take control And darkness cannot be dealt with today. But I've come with a message of hope for somebody that God still shines a light into people's dark lives. God still has the ability, amen, to help us and to strengthen us. And His light can shine upon us. There is hope, there is healing, and there is salvation through the power of that light. In the darkness, the Bible says... They comprehended those that were that were in darkness, in other words. They comprehended it not. Comprehended means to grasp. It means to be able to understand or to comprehend in a way that they can totally get a full picture of the situation. In other words... Uh, they were not able to comprehend, meaning that they were not able to make sense of the situation. Some situations for people that live in darkness may seem too good to be true, may seem like a fairy tale. And I thought about our current situation and how people are fearful and frantic and folks are scared, not knowing what the future holds. And they cannot comprehend the comfort and the peace that people that walk in light have. Darkness cannot comprehend how the church can find comfort in the midst of this storm. Those that live in darkness cannot comprehend how that we can still worship God. Still give praise to the Lord. Still live a yielded and surrendered life understanding that he's in control and he holds the future and things are going to be okay for the church. 
that as long as we're a part of the body, as long as we're a part of the church, that we know that our eternity is going to be taken care of. We know that God is going to watch over us. That God is going to be there to provide for us. They, they can't comprehend that. They cannot understand that. They, they do not uh, grasp that at all. It reminds me of a story in Scripture where Paul and Silas were persecuted. They were beaten and jailed, thrown into the inner prison of the Philippi jail, the Bible says in Acts chapter 16. And I will read it to you. It says in verse 19 there, When her master saw that the hope of their gains were gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. But it didn't stop there. This was a dark place. This was a dark time in the lives of Paul and Silas. And the Bible said in verse 25, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Though they were in this dark place, there were those around them perhaps didn't understand and couldn't comprehend it. But they sang praises. They began to praise the Lord and worship the Lord in the darkness of the dungeon. And the Bible tells me that deliverance came. Not only for them, but for the jailer and his household deliverance came. I'm going to tell you our attitude and our spirit while we're in the midst of the darkness and how we respond and how we react is not only going to affect us, but it's going to affect those around us because they're watching us and they want to know, is our God real? And when they see the peace that you have and the comfort that you possess, they will understand that He's a God that is able to dispel the darkness. Those that live in darkness, they can't comprehend it. But if they could only receive what you and I have experienced and what we know, then they would understand. Then they would be able to comprehend. And you know, that's the way it's always been for God's people. You look all the way back into the land of Goshen when the children of Israel were captives in Egypt. When darkness covered the land of Egypt, the Bible says that there was light in Goshen. In other words, the people of God were living on the bright side of things. I know there's a lot of negativity to talk about, and there's a lot of things we could be down about right now. But if you're serving God, and if you know Him and the power of the Holy Ghost, you're living on the bright side of things. You're living in a place of hope that the rest of the world doesn't know anything about and cannot comprehend. But I'm telling you, we can have peace inwardly because we know the One in whom we have believed. We have His power on the inside. We're living in a bright place where the light shines. 
Light travels at 182,282 miles per second. That tells me that every, every day, or every second rather, it travels, circumpasses the globe, circumvents the globe seven and a half times in just one second. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that darkness never catches up with light. I'm trying to tell you that darkness never overcomes a light. I want to tell somebody in this place, that's not only true in the natural, but it's also true in the spiritual. When you live in the light, it doesn't matter how much darkness is in this world. It never catches up to the person that lives in the light and that serves God in the understanding that I have his spirit on the inside and he's going to take care of me and he's going to watch over me. As our musicians come, I, I wonder right now, wherever you are and listening to this service and connecting with us, I want to offer peace to somebody. I want to offer a message of hope to somebody that darkness doesn't win in these situations. It may appear like over the last few weeks that darkness has got to jump on light and got out ahead of light, but I'm going to tell you God is never outpaced. Wickedness has never outpaced the things of God. Sin has never outpaced the things of God. In fact, the Bible tells me that where sin abounds, grace does that much more abound. And that what it's actually saying to us is anywhere that you find sin, there's much more of God to be seen in that situation. There's much more. Oh, anywhere that you see despair, there's much more hope to be seen in that situation. I'm believing that we're going to see great days ahead for the church. Before the catching away of the church, I believe that God is going to use these events to bring about a great, mighty revival that we've been praying for. I want you to be heartened. I want you to be strengthened. I want your spirit to be bolstered. I want your faith to be encouraged because God's in control. Darkness isn't going to take over. The world may not be able to comprehend it, but I'm so thankful that I understand and walk in the light of God's Word and know who's going to win in the end. God bless you. Let's be prayerful. Let's consider our brothers and sisters and encourage them. Landmark Church family, I want you to know that we're praying for you and you're in our thoughts and prayers every day. God bless you. Let's remember the events of this week. Let's tune in at the proper time. And I'm praying that God would have his way in each of our lives. In Jesus' name.